when you're at a summit finish and they're checking in on the popped riders that are off the back, yeah, this if, guy is about to lose his mind. If, if the footage goes to Quintana or Contador one more time, <laughs> when they are not, I mean, I'm, no offense, they are not in this bike race. Right. They're right. not in it overall, and they're not in it right then. We, I don't, we don't, ugh, we don't need to see that. Right. Because, I mean, what do you, what do you, if somebody launches some great, at amazing attack on the front, it. we're going to miss it, and then they're going to have to, oh, my God, we missed it. It's like, okay, they're dropped. Next. Yeah. It, it, well, you, you're the one who has to sit there with me every day. <laughs> it's the only thing that gets me out of my chair. I don't, I don't know exactly, but I think it's – so NBC – I'm not being critical of NBC. I don't think it's the, – they get the feed. And right. so that's – Yeah, they're, they're, they're commentating on what they see. Right. It's, that's, they don't have control of so that. So they're given that. They talk over that. And then later on we talk about that. But they get what France Television sends them, and so. Uh, and odds are, the person who is the technical director. Yeah, it's like and, a closet, a closet Contador fan. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there's a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, all fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. And best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code STAGES for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Check them out at www.seatgeek.com. All right, welcome back to the Stages podcast covering Stage 12 today. What an exciting day. But before I get to that, we're, we're live. This is another live podcast like we did the other day in Boulder at, at Vecchio's. However, this one is uh, is at my own bike shop, Mellow Johnny's, and we have a really uh, great turnout, great crowd. Thank you all for being here. Say hi, everybody. Yeah, but Mulch, give us a little love. <laughs> give the people you know, a little, you know, their kids are at home watching. <laughs> yeah. Get those yellow jerseys in there, Dave. <laughs> That'll sure to piss off some people. <laughs> Nobody's come to pick those up yet. <laughs> Hey, the French guys aren't tall enough to get them down. <laughs> That's all I can think. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. But um, speaking of yellow jerseys, we, we saw a changing of, of 
leadership today on the Tour de France, which, quite frankly, I'm uh, I'm pretty surprised at. I, I watching the race and watching, not so much watching Chris Froome, but watching Team Sky. I mean, I had seen that movie, right? It got down mm-hmm. to twelve guys; they had four. It got down to eleven guys; they had three. Um, they and had then, and then in the final minutes or the final ten minutes, uh, Mikolanda was s- totally emotionless, pain-free, controlling the race. I thought, okay, this is really boring. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't. And I like looked at my watch. I was like, well, I could have slept till nine forty-five. But. Um, that's a testament to how quickly it can change. Well, I think it's a testament to a couple of things. And we talked about it, JB, when we were watching. I, I expected the race to to start, quote unquote, start earlier uh, on the Col de Monte. I spoke about it yesterday. And then you had the Portobalas and then you had the Pirasort. All three really hard climbs. I expected somebody to try to open up the race. I think Team Sky was just too strong and too dominant and too present at the front of the group for any they just Mm -hmm. discourage anybody from doing anything again i've seen that movie um and then it just you know i think that the key thing for me and we we again we talked about it is when you have the cold appear sword which is hard and then you have a downhill the downhill just it it just not that people get quote unquote cold but you're not it's it's a it's a rough transition from that short fast downhill back into a super steep climb to the finish personally that would make me nervous you can't you know you can't keep the rhythm on that downhill and and uh it's it's a very different thing from a just a long slug climb summit finish the little dip right what you're referring to right and they had a they had a run into it so the first steep part you saw the speed was high so they can they you know nobody's gonna send one that early but to see Chris Froome struggle, I think a couple of things happened. To see Chris Froome struggle like that in the last 500 meters, that shocked me. Now, we're going to get into later why, why we think that happened. But the, the, the key thing that, that I saw, I didn't hear it, but you can, s- having been in that situation, you saw exactly what happened. The second he started to struggle, keep in mind, Fabio Aruz, team director, Bardet's team director, they are sitting in the car. And all the mechanics in the back and all the people in the car are watching the race on TV live. Like, we're all watching the race. Mm-hmm. They're driving and watching. Um, so the second that, that they saw him struggle, they grabbed the radio. What he, are they likely saying Oh, to it's, them? it's every, every bad word, <laughs> piece of mo- any, any Vince Lombardi thing that you could say to get. But you saw them react. And they, did, they don't even have to look back. It's in the ear going... He's dropped. Go, he's dropped. Go, or he's go. on the limit. I mean, you saw that he's already starting to – as soon as he started to – if I'm Chris Froome, you don't come off the front. You're guy two, guy three. You don't start slipping back. As soon as he slips back, they tell him. And then as soon as he starts to get gapped off, you know, they just say, put on the gas. And that's exactly what happened. And by the way, I'd never done that finish, but it looked hella steep right there at the end. It did. TV doesn't do it justice. And we've talked about that earlier in the podcast when they start talking about grades of 9, 10, 11, 15 percent. To most of us, we don't know what that means. You know what I mean? We just don't have a gauge for that. Well, when you're 120 pounds and they were standing up and just fighting their bikes like all get out, you know, it's steep. And by the way, it was a long day. It was 130 something miles. Um, Totally different 
I think the rain probably helped them early on because the temperatures, I think TV said at the top of the Monte, the temperatures were in the 50s. That's a hot day. Ooh, really do, tough. Do you think that Bardet and Aru, when they, at that final moment where Froome, uh, I wouldn't say he totally cracked, but he just couldn't hold the, he couldn't hold on. No, he totally cracked. He cracked? That's yeah. how you would describe That's, it? That was a crack. So Froome cracks. It, do, you, do you think they're sitting there going, oh, my gosh, I wish I had gone earlier? Hang on. I mean, he lost, and I should have my computer open. How ill-prepared in front of all I've these got cool it. pokes. What do you need? He lost 20 seconds? I don't know the answer to that. I thought you had your computer <laughs> open. Uh, here's how many, the, how here's many seconds? the overall time and then the, the— 17 seconds? He lost 17 seconds in half a kilometer, in 500 meters? Yeah. That's a crack. But that, that's, that's, where a, I'm, that's a big crack. That's where I'm going with that question. Do you think uh, they're sitting there going, oh, my gosh, why didn't we go earlier? You know, and then they could put a big enough time, cap, time gap to where a time trial doesn't become a factor. I think, I think a couple of things. One, I think the pace and the tempo that Landa was setting was not – they were scared of that. And Froome looked – he looked fine. Landa looked he fine. Did. Um, this lead out looked like they could and just if somebody pounce. and again if somebody starts to not look good they hear it in the air from the team director who's watching on tv but they looked good and i i think also i'm sure these guys have seen this finish i, I bet they were scared of that finish and, the, and if you send one early like george bennett did this kid i love i love i'm i love this kid um you know when he went early i mean you just can't that's a that's a ballsy move to try to then know that you've got 500 meters super steep uh, so I think they were all intimidated and aware of that f that final pitch. On a quick note, uh, since you mentioned George Bennett, you mentioned him the other day in the podcast and uh, Stuff Magazine Online, and I'm giving a shout-out to him for covering it, but it, they made it look like they did a sit-down interview with you talking about George Bennett because you said this is a kid to watch. Yeah. And sure enough, we saw him being active today. Yeah. Yeah, he um Yeah, he was great. And he you knows it's it's really cool too how how uh you know that last 11 guys there were four guys who you know their first language is is English, which I think is cool. You had a South African, you had a Brit, you had a Kiwi, and, and then you had a Kenyan in Chris Froome. I mean a Brit. <laughs> so now we've got four riders within about 35 seconds yeah. of the GC. Yep. So what are each of them thinking? What's Froome thinking and what's Aru thinking? Uh, I would love to know what Chris Froome is thinking right yeah. now. I mean, it, it, the hand isn't on the fire alarm, but it's somebody's walking towards that side of the room. Yeah. Yep. He and still knows that if, it's, if, it, if everything stays the same, look, it could be a lot of things. It, it could have just been a bad day. Uh, right. he, he, could, could, he could have. It was a long day. He might have missed judged his nutrition or hydration it just it just could it could have been, it could be a lot of things and if it stays the way it is today he still wins the tour of france you point, yeah you pointed out something interesting with uh with team sky and his lead out and if all of you watched that today boy they're they're efficient as you said i've seen this movie they they were lined up they were taking care of him protecting him doing all that but when they were done they weren't they were just as you call it, they just sat up like it yep. was like they hit the brakes yeah and uh explain that to everybody because it's actually a very good tactical move from a team perspective yeah so and the tv really focused on especially Mikhail uh Kwiatkowski when when he sat up and so 
when you're in that, if you're a team leader or a team director and you have that team, when, and, and you have that quote unquote, that train, and when they pull off, you know, sometimes you see guys pull off and they get dropped, but they don't get dropped that much. They're, they're, they're kind of they're fighting it. And so for me as a team leader, or if I was a director, I'd, you know, what are you doing? Like you're, you're, mm -hmm. dry, you're done. And the thing every single one of those guys do when they, when they get done doing their job for the day, they literally come to a stop. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's almost as if, if they could, they would turn around and ride down and recover a little. Thing. I mean, it is, they put it in park, which I love to see because those guys know that they've done their job for the day. It doesn't matter if they lose 10 minutes or an hour and 10 minutes. They got to get up the next day and ride to the same thing. Oh, well, they don't have to now, but they were thinking, trust me, when Kwiatkowski's dropped, he's thinking, shit, I got to do this all again tomorrow. But now he doesn't. But I, I love the fact that they just, they completely sit up. They think about the team. They think about the next day. I mean, if you want to call it soft pedaling, you can't really do that up a climb, but they're literally conserving all their energy and being a true domestique. Yep. Right? Yep. Live to fight another day. So what does this mean now with uh, a Rue? And did we confirm if Fuglesong is done? We were in the I car. I love how we don't know anything. I we mean, were that, in like the that, car. It's like that drive over here. We just. <laughs> Do you guys know? I know he, he was off the back. Is he out? Jacob, Fug Jacob Fuglesong, is he? He's done. He's out of the race. So I think that's. So that's. What does that mean that's for a huge That's a huge deal. So now, yeah, yeah, what's this look like? We've seen the dominance of Team Sky. What's this look like for Aru to try to hold on? Hey. Well, we're going to find out tomorrow because tomorrow is a spicy day. I mean, tomorrow is – we'll get to tomorrow, but just a little preview. Very short, never flat, and it's a day where you better have a team. And so for him to lose his – you know, a, a guy who was in fifth in the Tour de France, yeah. his main lieutenant who just won, clearly has the form, just won the Dauphiné Libre. Um, you look around and go, okay, if we stay like this, he gets through the Massif Central, he gets back to the Alps. They're going over the Telegraph, they're going over the Glibier, they're finishing on the Isoward. <laughs> With that team, Team Sky, again, I mean, it's a big, big blow for him. Now, he's super psyched right now. He's got the jersey. It's the first Italian in years to have the jersey. That's all fine and good, but that better quickly transition from, okay, you know, one sip of the champagne, and now, now what are we going to do? It's probably a good example that you've talked about again and again is the politician or the politics side of, a ri of writing. He needs some friends and allies. Where's yep. he going to find them? <laughs> you know what I mean? When you have Sky, like, we, like you said, just all that. Yep. All that team support. What's where's Aru find the friends? Well, I think he, it's a couple of things. I mean, he's he's obviously very strong and he's uh, a natural climber, so those two things suit him. He has a, an, a you know, a, a, an unofficial partner in Bart Roman Bardet, similar type of rider, similar situation. Although Bardet probably has more climbers around him if he needs them. Um, by the way, too. Congrats to him to win that stage today. Um, you know, that was to, to – he didn't just out-sprint Fabio Aru. He, he straight up beat him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never thought in my lifetime I'd see another winner of the Tour de France that was from France. But he's, he's, uh, he's a contender. And so th they could help each other in certain ways. 
the interesting thing is Aru is on Astana, and Astana, uh, it's, it, I'm a little, I'm definitely too disconnected from the sport, but but if you ranked the popularity of all the teams in the Peloton, you know, the Kazakhs probably aren't near the top. <laughs> I, and I'm not, and it's just because of the history there and Vino and the, the Vinokurov and the, the whole thing. Having said all of that, when, any, when somebody has the yellow jersey, you'd be surprised how people wake up the teammates the domestiques quote-unquote how they wake up the next day they're they're different guys if they're out of the race like Fuglesong, that's one thing but people that we're not thinking about or talking about that they'll be they have to rise to the occasion and, and and a lot of times they do okay um i have to know is it an unwritten rule when the cameras are on you on a climb you have to stick your tongue out for a length of time did somebody <laughs> do that again today it's just you constantly see it it goes from comfortable riding to, oh, the moto's right there. Let me let the tongue hang out. There's only one athlete in the world that can do that, and he doesn't compete anymore, and that's Michael Jordan. Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Buckler can't do it. The kid the other day, as tough as he can't keep the tongue in. I think people have gotten a kick out of it. I could be wrong, but, you know, wondering what it's like to sit there uh, when the tour is going on and we're watching it. A couple things drive Lance crazy that you might find interesting. Oh, this is, I, I'm already getting, look, I'm going to have to switch to water. I'm so <laughs> mad already. I know what you're going to say. One is the TV attack. Yeah. He doesn't like the TV attacks, and that's where you usually see the tongue hanging out and being a little overly dramatic and the extra grimacing and flailing of the bike. That bugs him. But when you're at a summit finish and they're checking in on the popped riders that are off the back, yeah. this if, guy is about to lose his mind. If, if the footage goes to Quintana or Contador one more time <laughs> when they are not, I mean, I'm, no offense, they are not in this bike race. Right. They're right. not in it overall, and they're not in it right then. We, I don't, we don't, ugh, we don't need to see that. Right. Because, I mean, what do you, what do you if somebody launches some great, at amazing attack on the front, it. we're going to miss it, and then they're going to have to, oh, my God, we missed it. It's like, okay, they're dropped. Next. Yeah. It, it, well, you, you're the one who has to sit there with me every day. It's the only thing that gets me out of my chair. I don't, I don't know exactly, but I think it's – so NBC, I'm not being critical of NBC. I don't think it's the, – they get the feed. And right. so that's – Yeah, they're, they're, they're commentating on what they see. Right. It's, that's, they don't have control of so that. So they're given that. They talk over that. And then later on we talk about that. But they get what France Television sends them. And so uh, – and odds are the person who is the technical director. Yeah, he's like and, a, closet, a closet Contador fan. <laughs> it's a weird thing. That wasn't where I was going to go with that, but I'll take that. That's what it is. I bet yeah. that's what it is. So uh, another thing you said that is very, very relevant is tomorrow is Bastille Day. Yep. And, you know, it's hard for me to imagine any of these athletes being able to raise their game because it's a holiday. Yeah. But yet you say it's a significant day. Well, it's their 4th of July. And so it is, you know, for uh, for a Frenchman, it's a it's a big deal. You'll see they'll have they'll change their bikes. They'll have the bar tape will be red, white and blue, the blue, blanc, rouge. Um, you have a day which is uh, just begging for attacks early on every frenchman you they'll be warming up tomorrow we talked at the beginning of this whole podcast thing when you see the guy warming up you know he's going from the gun tomorrow's 100 kilometers Th there will be guys warming up 
Because they are, the, especially the Frenchmen, they're going from the gun. Tomorrow's going to be very, very hard. Okay. Uh, and what can we look for t- tomorrow in the finish? It's a little bit, I think you said it's a bit of a technical finish. They've all been, it seems like we've said that every time on these finishes. They just designed it that way this year. Don't look, people. The ones here, don't look at this. This is a bad look. <laughs> that print is very, very yeah, small that on the uh, race Bible. I mean, look, JB, we have, we have 100 kilometers. So we have 60, 101 kilometers. So we have 63 miles. That you just never see a 63-mile stage in the Tour de France. I know. The, the, the rest of us weekend warriors here are kind of smacking our gums yeah. going, oh, I could tackle that. Yeah. So <laughs> Not these, at that pace. But you make, guys can make <laughs> mistakes on those short days because it's, it's, I've done the same thing before where you have a shorter day. You think, okay, it's a tough day. I don't need to put food in my pocket. I can take two. You know, it just, so guys start to manage what they're carrying around, and then it can, it can just come and bite you. You have three category one climbs. In 63 miles. It's, it's going to be, and especially for now a new leader, a new team leading, it, it's going to be hard to manage that race. You're, you're going into this part of France is just always tricky. The pavement, we think we have slow pavement here in, in Austin, Texas, or in Central Texas, Ch- classic chip seal. This is chip seal. It's, it's actually chip seal times five. So we never think about that. Yeah, it's slow. Different you, pavement from one day this, to the you next. You know, Switzerland has these great fast roads. You saw the roads today. They were beautiful. They were, they'd been newly paved. The Massif Central is not repaving anything for the Tour de France. So it's, it's slow pavement. It is never flat, even if the profile looks like it. Has, it's just always up and down. It can be hot. It, this, this, you should look forward to watching this one tomorrow. It'll be, I think there'll be some action. You know, we as we were watching uh, this morning, it, it's it's weird that we're 12 stages into the tour, and we have not even talked about Rigoberto Aran, hmm. and he's right there in the hunt. Why have we not been talking about this guy? Is he he's just kind of quiet, laying low, gonna pounce any day? What do, what can we expect? What do you know about? I him? don't know. He well, he snuck up on everybody until he until he got his gear stuck and won a, a, a group sprint, which was unheard of but he's 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 not a nobody right you know he's a uh he's been twice he's come second twice in the giro i believe he's been a contender in major tours he was strong today a lot stronger than chris Froome. and you hear it on some has the the experience yeah you you hear it in some of the commentating and then it it validated it a bit for me when i hear you talking about it during the 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 tour different cultures and countries have different styles and i've heard you reference that yep. so you're like you know oh he's a colombian rider they tend to bump bump right. bump. the like only what, what is it about colombian riders the only colombian rider that i knew that was ever somewhat normal <laughs> was my teammate uh, victor hugo pena he was he was a he was a sophisticated guy the other ones i'm not criticizing them they're just very simple they come from a cycling obsessed country They've been riding their whole lives. They've been the next great thing for the last 10 years. And they're just simple guys. Like, if you're, if you're on a team and you have a Colombian and he's, he says, oh, I need to go back to Colombia to train, you're like, oh, my God, what is he getting into? You just never know. They, they literally disappear. And so I don't know Rigoberto Uran, but just in watching him and, like, watching his, his body language and after the win the other day, I mean, I think he's just sort of a – they're just more like artists than they are athletes. And it, it comes off a little aloof. 
long time ago in, in the Motorola days, I had this, we had a teammate, um, uh, Mejia, Alejandro Mejia. And he got, I think he was, he was on the podium of the Tour de France. This guy was completely crazy. <laughs> and now he's like a doctor in Colombia, which shows you what I know. But you could never, you could never pin him down. You could never find, if you set up a time to train with him, they wouldn't show up. And then you'd get to the end of your five-hour ride, he'd be coming the other way. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> I mean, it's just, they're just, uh, just a little detached. And I'm not, I, I think it's just, it's just part of their nature. Okay. But they do come from, like, people say, if you go to, if you fly into Columbia and you land at the airport, like you land at an airport in America, it's Steph Curry, it's LeBron James, it is Naro Quintana everywhere. Every billboard on the highway, when you land at the, every, the these dudes are huge stars. And don't forget, too, a guy like uh, uh, Uran, I mean, he, he, within countries, guys get competitive. Like, wait, I want to be a, a Colombian star. I want, I want a billboard. Don't think he's not thinking about that. All right. Do you have any? I, he I keeps riding the way he's riding. He's going to get a billboard. Yeah, I, I don't think you want to go out on a limb on predictions for tomorrow. But as you're looking at the GC right now, do you have, from what you've seen, do you have any predictions, thoughts? What, I mean, who's looking good? What's left? And how's, what are you betting on? Richie Port's not going to win the tour. <laughs> I was wrong about that. <laughs> that was your. He, that was I, his initial. But he was about to make a big comeback. If you were listening to the the preview, that was your <laughs> early prediction. Yeah. You feeling it with anybody? I still think Chris Froome wins the tour. I think. I think. I don't. I think he had a bad day, and I think he's probably really freaked out about that. And the whole team, everybody there is is stressing about that. But I I, I still think. I don't know. I, I, Do you think that team support? really is a big factor yeah, in the that. interesting thing is landa was setting such a high tempo if Froome was on the limit i mean he needs to be saying i know what i would say and you can do it pretty stealth stealthy i mean you can you can he's right in front of you the guys behind you there are people around they don't necessarily hear you you can hey he's up he's up or get even get on the radio like back off a little he never he never asked him to slow down from what i could see um but he he clearly had a crisis at the end i don't i, I just think my gut says it was just he missed missed something today. Yeah. And I don't think it's a – I still think he wins. Well, if on that note, if, if Landa was fresh today and he looked really strong, he looked like he could have pounced, would it have been beneficial for Froome to say go for the win and take some time bonus off of it? No. I know that's not they a good long-term they don't, they don't operate that way. They're thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. And the next day, were, and the yeah. next day, and the next day. Mm-hmm. All right. Any more thoughts on tomorrow? And we're going to field some live questions here from Mellow Johnny's in Austin. Um, no. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow. It's it's, and also too, when it's that short, they get they get it's a late start. I mean, they're going to start this bike race at they always finish at the same time. In case you didn't know that, so everybody gets to rest a little. Yeah, bit Yeah, they're going to start. So they're going to the official starts at. I, I can't believe I can't read this. Two forty-five is the start. Yeah. 2.45 in the afternoon. A little so bit more recovery little time, more time for someone like yeah. Froome, right? Yeah. All right. You want to tackle some questions? Let's do it. All right. If you, if you want to make, ask a question here, make your way over to my left You better here. say how many questions we're going to do. Well, that depends on how long one answers. We don't know. What, okay. if you, what if you give yes, no answers? We're going to do 50. Mm. Good. So tell long stories, and we'll, just, we'll do a few. How are you? Hey, Lance. All right. Taylor. 
Hey Lance, I'm Rick Taylor from Austin. All right. Hey, I'm uh, I'm concerned. Uh, my wife and I are concerned that there's only three Americans on the tour this year, and we um, we see other sports like football and baseball and soccer and even lacrosse have all these camps and a huge youth focus on a variety of different sports in the United States. We wonder mm -hmm. why UCF or some other organization has not got a coordinated effort to put together something for cycling so that we can build cyclists in the, U in the U.S. I think it's, and I talked about this in the preview show because it was a big story in the beginning. I think it's a little deceiving. I think that, I think our talent pool is, I mean, look, we could have 11 in the Tour de France next year. And everybody, oh, okay, we're cool. It's just, in, in, you know, and I actually had a question on Twitter today was from somebody that asked me if, was it a mistake that BMC didn't bring, bring TJ Van Garderen to the Tour? Just to have a backup GC guy. I mean, that was their decision. But there's an American out that doesn't go to the Tour that's, you know, arguably one of the best cyclists in the world. We're not thinking about him. We're thinking about the fact that there's only three Americans. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't stress about about that I, I i know that it, it's a topic and but and and the guys in the pipeline and i've talked about these guys this nielsen prowess and and um and adrian costa these kids are so good and they're and they're by the way they're in a team being developed by axel Merckx, a team we started a long time ago that george bennett came out of and a lot of these great kids nate brown came out of taylor finney came out of you know i, I um you're gonna have to wait a year or two or maybe five but they're going to be, they're yeah, they're coming. Good. Super. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. All right. Next question. Good job on that one. I like that. What's your name? Eric. Eric. Eric, go ahead. All right. Uh, Chris Froome said, has stated that he plans on doing the Vuelta after the tour. What do you think his chances are of, A, making up the ground in this tour to win it and recover for the Vuelta and win that? Well, I still, th I, like I said, I, I still think... I think he had a bad day. I think he recovers. I think he knows he has the final time trial that if, although Rigoberto Uran is not, he's, he's better. He's a better TT specialist than uh, a better TT rider than Bardet and, and Aru. You know, if I'm Chris, I don't, and I win the, why would you want to ride the tour Spain? I mean, that is such a janky bike race. Like <laughs> if you're the yellow, go, to the ticker tape parade take your wife and kid to the south of france i mean hats off to him because th that takes more more than anything mentally just to go oh my god i'm gonna leave for three weeks and i'm gonna tr and the the vuelta is is a nervous race it's a it, it, it's a hard hard bike race um i don't see the upside in doing that yeah but he does it, he does it a lot yeah he got first and second last year yeah yeah, I, w I, I wouldn't. But I, but I always I cared about one bike race and one bike race only. Can you but name a bike race that isn't yeah. hard? I mean, come on. Any bike racers out here? I mean, have you ever been to a bike race that isn't hard? They're all hard. Uh, <laughs> no, not when they're that fit, and, and they're not all that hard. Some are janky, though, we've learned. All right, next question. I, I, don't, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I, mean, it's, I know. It's the third biggest bike race in the world. It's, it's, but it's so much less significant in on all levels than well than you're also saying you've had a great season go go celebrate right yeah yeah come back next year what's your name paul wallace paul wallace two of my favorite riders on the tour were alexander vinikurov and tor hushov yep and this is a two-part question question one is 
what kind of personal experiences did you have with them and how do you evaluate them? And the second part is, will there ever be a tour of Texas? It's <laughs> a good question. So, uh, you know, Vinokurov was a scrappy rider, was a great rider. You know, he was part of, as was Tour, but all part of the same generation, so it, it doesn't come without its its complications and its uh, and its legacy, for lack of a better word. Um, I, I never had a great relationship with with Vino, but he's not a guy that you can. He's he's not. Nobody's snuggling up with Alexander Vinokurov. Uh, Tor Hushoff, on the other hand, uh, different style of rider, more of a classics guy, a sprinter, green jersey contender. Um, amazing guy, great friend of mine, um, somebody that uh, never never raced on the same team with him, but was always a pleasure to be around, always a pleasure to, he spoke English very well, and you could communicate with him, and there are times when we were in the south of France, and his family would come over as kids, and you know, so that was a much closer personal relationship, um, and you know, two, two complete, personally and, and professionally, two very different style riders. And then as far as the Tour of Texas goes, that's a really I haven't, I haven't thought about that in a long time. The first bike race that I ever saw in Austin was the Tour of Texas. They had the Criterium around Zilker Park, and it was right when I had moved to Austin in 1989. I think it was the last year of the Tour of Texas. And I went down there, and they had all the, you know, all the big American pro teams. And uh, I don't think you could pull off too many professional bike races in Austin anymore. And Texas is a big state, so it's hard to figure out where you go. And then finally, these races that come, um, that come along, they, they last, and it's frustrating, but they last for a year or two, and then they disappear, whether it's, it whether it's all the bike races that we know. And you know, that's, that's something that, I mean, to, to Rick's question about American talent, if we had races that, that stayed around forever or for a long, long time, it's a lot easier to put young kids in that, develop them, they see it, it goes through their neighborhood, they think about cycling. So you have to have the events too to uh, to grow the stars it also takes a promoter willing to hustle and get the sponsors and assume the risk and you know even be lucky to break even on an event like that right I, <laughs> who's going to undertake that? i think break even is your best case scenario right i mean right. The, the 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 tour of colorado that just stopped uh, two years ago was was you know was losing millions per year Okay, I think we have time for three more questions pretty quickly. Come on, I got a little dude up here. He's, he's whoa. He's What's swim, up, buddy? He swims with the JCC oh piranhas. What are your predict predictions for the polka dot jersey? Oh, my favorite jersey. <laughs> What's your name, by the way? Caleb. Caleb, good job. Do you like the polka dot jersey? One of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> Well, then don't listen to some of the earlier podcasts. <laughs> I know. I was sort of making, not, I was, I was having a little fun with the poker. I know. You're looking at me like I'm weird. Hey, this I, is I noticed you have a swim team uh, jersey. You want to ask anything about swimming? JB's trying to change the question. Uh, yeah. You no, want to ask? I want to answer the question. Okay, I, go ahead. I, I, uh, I don't know who has it now, just like I don't know anything about today. That drive down. The Lambargi. <laughs> JB, you're fired. You're fired. 
Well, you know what? For the first time, and he's proving he proved today that he's he's the best. So he should have the polka dot jersey. What I don't like is when you know this is a real name in the tour, but I just think it's such a French name. This kid Pierre Latour. I mean, the dude ought to be in like tour de pharmacy. Um, when when somebody like that has the polka dot jersey, I don't like that. But if Barguet has the or whatever has the the polka dot jersey, I like that. He's proving to be the best climber. Let's and that's um, you and me are going to predict that he wins it in in Paris. Okay. All right, bro. <laughs> Thanks. Good job, Jacob. Right here, bro. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't let me hang. All right. Now we got a guy in the F1 shirt. So he's a big Eurosport on all fronts. All right. What's your name? Jared. Uh, just wondering, Lance, with Froome suffering bad. Are you from Austin? Uh, no, from Ireland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. Um, with Froome suffering the final climb, how do you feel his next 12 hours will be with mental side and from the body side? Yeah. I, th I, th I, th I think they have questions. I, I mean, I, I, I've been in, I was in that position a few times, and you just, no matter how many people sit around you and say, hey, it's, it's, it's okay, and, you know, bad day, we'll get, th you still think about it and those people are by the way those people around you going it's all good it's okay they also are thinking about it so you know he, he'll tomorrow will be a big day for him it's i don't think anybody's gonna gc wise is gonna make it uh, make a difference i think it'll be an action-packed day but he'll be he'll be you know listening to himself listening to his legs t you know testing his feelings he'll, tomorrow will be a big day for him to gauge how he bounces back and how he feels but um they got stress. They got stress. And how about Dan Martin? Special shout out to Dan. Dan Martin, without I me, mean, talk about something. This is the this is the nature of the Tour de France. How good does he look? Just and he was in a perfect place, but he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Without Richie Port going down, I mean, he's we're talking about him. He's uh, currently sitting in fifth, about a minute 41 down. Right, which is everything he lost by being at yeah. the wrong place at the wrong time, yeah. which was the place he should have been. Last question here. This has been fun. Yeah. Hey, Lance. Hey, Tom right. Crandall from Gear Mashers, JB. Um, so as far as nutrition, you know, these guys are out there for so long. What, what kind of things do you normally have, like, before the the day starts yep. and then after as far as recovery and yep. things like that i don't you know i suspect they still eat the same breakfast that we always ate which was pasta for breakfast it's terrible um but that's what you know glycogen and carbohydrates are so important on a day like that that's 130 miles they did get a little lucky with that rain in the middle those temperatures probably saved the day for a lot of those guys um before I forget this, I want to go back to talking about the crash right before they start the Pure Sword when Kwiatkowski rides right between two oh, yeah, RVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean okay. That's like, wow. Um, but nutrition-wise, it's 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 a carbohydrate-heavy breakfast, and then we always, you know, when we got well, most of the time we'd be in the bus, you know, just a big bowl of potatoes. N none of this stuff is good. I mean, no, but nobody's having any, you know, three-star Michelin dinners. It's just more about just the fuel and energy getting it in and then during the race we talked about this yesterday it's it is the biggest smorgasbord of you know stuff that guys like or care for or, or don't like um and then and obviously which i suspect happened today if you make a mistake you see what and, and we'll learn more i mean well chris room will probably say what happened 
And I don't think he's going to say, oh, I, I just didn't feel good. I, th I think there's going to be an excuse or there's going to be a reason. Mm -hmm. Cool. Good job. Thanks. And this is a lot of fun. Okay, let's talk about that crash real quick. Uh, you wanted to talk more about well, it. Well, it was just... It, Froome was following a wheel and they he both He was following just his teammate. But, but the only point is that, like we see in cycling, I mean, if, if the RV is moved over a little bit, it's just, it, it just changes the whole... The fact that he shot right between the two... Imagine being that guy out there with this poodle, you know, and this, the bike race comes <laughs> literally to his front door. <laughs> right. No kidding. Yeah. It's just, I think you're, what you're saying is how quickly that could have changed. Oh, for sure. He luckily went right between them, but that could have been, could have ended it. Absolutely. It can just happen that quickly. Well, cool. This has been fun. Check, tell everybody about these the stem caps in front of you. Do you yeah. see that? Kiwi's pretty cool. Is Kiwi here? Yeah. Kiwi's here. So my buddy Kiwi, who used to work here at Mellow Johnny's forever, He's working for this company now. I rock these stem caps. They're really, maybe you should be up here talking about it, but <laughs> they, even did the, they even did the suffer stem cap. So it's not your classic stem cap that has the, the screw in the middle. Lay it on us, Kiwi. It's no bolt in the middle. Well, okay, so it's a two-piece two system. You know, we made a traditional stem cap for Mellow Johnny's for years, and the issue is you've always got to try to curve your logo around a bolt hole, mm -hmm. and it doesn't work all the time. You know, if we put... A bolt hole in the middle of that we do it would look pretty uh pretty bizarre so yeah uh so you you re uh reimagined the stem cap yeah i don't want to take credit oh. my boss my boss phil very smart man came up with the idea uh we got two patents pending on it um yeah you no longer have to put a hole in the middle of your logo and the the awesome thing is you can interchangeable you can change them yeah, out yeah. so we got three designs and you could buy all three and switch them out whatever day you wanted to ride which one. Yep. I love the Suffer one, too, because that's like when you're – Chris Froome needs one of those because he's always looking down there. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, what is he looking at? What if but your logo – But what if your logo actually has a hole in the middle of it? Nah, I lost everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tend to do that. Uh, but it's pretty cool. I, You know, just prior to you walking up here, some people were asking – and I think it's worth touching on again, what we do means, what stages means, and what forward means. Can we hit that real quick? Oh, my God. I know. You we'll don't have to go another on half and on. We, we, quickly, we he has a, You have a tea time, don't you? No, I have, I'm going to the gym. I'm going over <laughs> to see the boys at On It, and uh, we're going to get On It. But, uh, look, we do is an answer to a question. And it's a, the question could be, well, who wants to go to the gym at noon? Well, everybody standing in that gym working out says we do. Mm -hmm. You know, who wants to meet here on Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock and go hammer for 100K and suffer? Right? A lot of people ask, like, God, who wants to do that early on a Saturday morning? Everybody standing there answers with we do. Uh, clearly, they don't, they, you know, but that's the, uh, it's a way of life. And then forward was just, uh, 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 forward actually, and he's been listening to this podcast. Thank you very much, Dave Letiri. When I was, uh, training all the time in Santa Barbara. I was riding with, with David Letiri, who has an amazing bike shop in Santa Barbara called Fast Track. And every time we'd get to an intersection, in, you know, you can either go left or right or straight. Most people say straight. And Letiri, he would never say straight. He would always say forward, never straight. And so I stole that and borrowed that and poached that from Dave Letiri. And then stages is just, as we sat around and kicked around this idea for this podcast, uh, I went back to the same guy who 
did all of the artwork and all of the creative for, for We Do and Forward, James Selman, an old friend of mine, great cyclist, great artist, and uh, told him what we were thinking. And he came up with stages. Stages represents, obviously, the stages that we talk about every day. Right. Um, but for me, it represents different stages of my life, right? Obvi we all, or most of us know that there's been multiple stages, and this is yet just another, another stage. Very good. Good answer. And that one didn't take very long. No, thank you. If you do want to get some of this gear, I've just people have been asking. It's, and trust me, you haven't been, you didn't set this out to pimp gear, and there's limited runs of it, but people are asking. Uh, we do, uh, sh do shop.com if you want to buy some of this gear, and Mellow Johnny's has been great handling all that <laughs> as we're, we're bopping around uh, covering the tour. Uh, and you can send your comments, questions, anything like that to stages at wedusport.com. It's W-E-D-U sport.com. Yep. And, you know, post and share this. Share the Facebook feed. Share the URL if people want to subscribe. We still are we're only halfway there, believe right. it or not. A little more. A little more than halfway. <laughs> Stagespodcast.com. And thanks to everybody for showing up. I'm, I'm Your boss will write letters, you know, to your bosses <laughs> explaining why you weren't here. And we only spent $1 today in the cuss jar, JB. Pretty good. I'm impressed. <laughs> all right. Th thank you all very much.